Welcome back to another episode of the Creekside Podcast. Tune in each week with Drew and James to hear a relevant conversation about a biblical topic. Thanks for joining. Hey everyone, this is James. And this is Drew. And we are here for another episode of the Creekside Podcast. We are talking about the Ten Commandments and how that they are relevant in today's world. Um, and there's two things that are important about the Ten Commandments. The is first this? is that they are commandments. Yes. And the second is that there are ten of them. There are ten. So this is episode yeah. five out of ten of the we're ten halfway commandments. Through. We're halfway through. Well, that after this one will be halfway through. True. So. Yeah, we're at the beginning of the halfway through. That's right. Man, so. are we going to take like a what has been show? what what has been the like of the first four? No, You're what ex- have been the first four? <laughs> let me answer that question. Of the first four, like what's been one of the commandments that maybe has been like you know, most helpful to you in, like, thinking about even just... Well, having as far as learning during us doing the podcast, I think that the graven image, mm. uh, because I think it, my whole life has kind of bled into the first one. Mm, yeah. uh, and so hearing the um, all the details that we talked about as far as how that uh, not to use what comes from a man's imagination, yeah. uh, that's really neat. I that's think cool. that's really cool. Yeah, that was... Episode number Episode two. Episode number two. So yeah. go check that out. That's great. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, today we're looking at the fifth commandment, which is here in Exodus twenty, number verse number twelve. Um, this is a this is a another commandment that is um, positive in its nature. Okay, so we got commandments one, two, and three. It says, "You shall not. You shall have no. You shall not." And then number four is remember. So it's kind of this positive commandment. It's not don't do this, but it's do this, and the implications of doing this are um, abstaining from work. So it's it's just kind of it's kind of different in the way that it's framed. Like there are still things you should do and shouldn't do, right. but the Sabbath commandment is um, positive in its orientation. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy, and the way you remember it is by not doing these normal things that you do. Um, that working, uh, working rather than rather than resting on the Sabbath day. So number twelve is a positive command in the fact that um, it is not a prohibition, but it's something we are to do. Okay, so this this another way of saying this command would be: do not disobey, uh, rather than um, a command like do not murder. Right. Right. Um, so number twelve or verse number twelve of chapter twenty says: honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. Um, so this is, <laughs> I was always taught that this meant if I obeyed my parents, I would live a really long time. So, you know, I always thought that really old people, I have my, my great-grandmother was very uh, advanced in the years when she finally passed and when I, I remember when I was a really young man and I was learning about the Ten Commandments, I was like, she must have been a She's super so obedient. obedient little girl. Of you course. know, like my great-grandma, she must have been like a perfect little angel. Uh, I don't think that's exactly true. Um, rather, what what we see is God has promised his people a specific land, um, and the idea here is that if you will obey your the authority of your mother and your father, um, that you will dwell long in the land that I have given you. That is the land of um, Israel. Um, that 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 will that your days there will be prolonged in length. Um, and that is because you are resting under the authority that God has given 
to to you. You know, um, all of us are going to live under authority. Like we mentioned in an earlier episode, um, you're either going to accept God's rules and God's ways or someone else's. You know, yeah. there's there's no way to live in the world without without rules, even if the only rules that you accept are you know, the laws of nature and the force of gravity, you know, that by accepting those rules, that's going to, you know, uh, demonstrate the way in which you're going to live. There's going to be implications for that. There's also implications for the way in which we are raised, uh, in the way in which God has placed us in particular homes to be raised by a mother and a father. So that's the first part of the command. Um, Honor your father and mother. That means to Oh, children, obey your parents, and the Lord for this is right, is how the New Testament says. It is a good thing to give honor to the individuals who are responsible for raising you, um, for for exercising exercising authority over you on on God's behalf. You know, um, the the your your relationship to God is first and and foremost uh, demonstrated by your relationship to your parents, meaning. If you love God's authority and you're a young child, um, but you don't love your parents' authority, that means you don't understand God's authority, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't say, hey, I love God, but I don't want to do what my parents tell me to do. That is in a situation where your parents are believers. Exactly. Now, there's certainly there's certainly like extreme situations where uh, somehow that there's, this child has come to believe the gospel mm-hmm. where then their parents are unbelievers that's a little bit of a different uh, a different scenario uh, but I think what we have here is the um, the situation where the parents are believers and the parents are trying to teach their children to follow the Lord right. um, so in that situation let's call it a Christian home or a God-fearing home um, if a child lives in that home and hates the authority of his or her parents, um, then that child doesn't understand what it means to live under God's authority, uh, right. and so, and that, that's an important thing to consider. Um, and, and again, I know we're quick to rush to exceptions we to are. the rule. You know, like, hey, what if the parents are yeah. really terrible parents? You know, what if they're, um, you know, what if they're abusive? What if there's difficult situations in the home? Not to, not to say any of that is light, um, but we're talking about in the normal course of circumstances that a home where the Ten Commandments might hang on the wall as a reminder yeah. or something like that, uh, a home in, in such a way as that where the, the Lord is desired to be honored, well, those parents should also be honored and not disrespected, even if they command that a child do things that that child doesn't particularly want to do. Right. Um, you know, because guess what? God, at times, will tell us that we need to do things that we don't particularly want to do. Yeah. Uh, that we, how we learn how to live under authority, by and large, is in our parents' home. Mm-hmm. You got any thoughts to, to this throw is out there? very near and dear to my heart as a father. Yeah. Uh, I quote this one quite often at my house. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I have used it with my with my son, especially. Uh, hey, you know, it specifically says you need to obey your mother right. and father. You know, uh, I think especially in today's world, um, I know, well, let me just back up. When I was growing up, you sat at the table with, let's just be blunt, have all your clothes on, 
you don't set the table with a sure. swimming suit on and yeah. that's it. You know, like you put your clothes on, you come to the table presentable, you don't put your elbows on the table. Like there were all these rules, right? And all these things that made us like have manners and we said, yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and no, all that. And today's world, it's like, if we can just get you out from in front of the TV, mm. then we we win. Yeah. And I just feel like there's so much that's lost in that. Yeah. Um, to the point now where I was, I was at the bank the other day and the lady had her daughter there because she, um, was out of school and, um, I was talking to the little girl, of course, you know, and when she answered me, she said, yeah, well, her mom said, you say, yes, sir. And I was, I kind of applauded her for that. Um, and, but then my wife was there and she was like, I don't really see why they have to say yes, sir. And it's like, oh no, no, no. Like we need this, that honor, that respect, that, that the manners, the, and I think it comes back to not so much that it's something we have to do, but because we love Mm. our parents Yeah, that we want to honor and give them respect. And I think the more, uh, obviously I, I know from being a son that mm-hmm. in the midst of it, it's like, oh, I love you, but I really want to just do what I want to do, yeah. you know? And it's hard. And so knowing that it's a rule, knowing that it's a commandment, then I have to. But then as you get older, you begin to realize, oh, they actually knew what they were talking about. Right, you know? yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. I, I, you know, people always joke about getting older and older and finding you, you're finding that you do things that your dad used yeah. to do. And like I, my dad, I had, I feel like I had the the best dad in the world, but he has a lot of idiosyncrasies and he's aware of that. And I am aware of that. And now I have idiosyncrasies <laughs> that I got from my dad. Um, and so like, you know, it's one of, like my dad had a reputation. Like he was, he was, he would go to Walmart nearly every night of the week, like at like eight o'clock at night, he would just like go to Walmart and just like get stuff. Oh, wow. You know, it's just like, hey, and it was really convenient for me because I was the kind of kid who waited till the last minute to do everything. Hey, right. Dad, while you're at Walmart tonight, can you get me a poster board and a glue stick and right. a picture of, you know, Elvis or whatever? You know, like, <laughs> just, hey, can you help me out with this? I got to do this project on Elvis. And I forgot till the last minute. And he would always do that. Um, and so he was, you know, super, super, I'm super thankful for that. Um, and now when I get older, like every now and again, I'll find myself like in a, in a Lowe's like at nine o'clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have become my dad, um, you know, and I, I always, my, my friends would always make fun of, fun of that about my dad. Cause they'd always run into him at Walmart and stuff, you know? And so th- that, that just little idiosyncrasy. Okay. That's, what does that have to do with, what does that have to do with anything? Um, we need to understand that our parents by and large shape us or help Absolutely. shape us into the kinds of people that we're going to be. Um, you know, so if you are, uh, if you are a parent or you've been a parent, you know, at some level, it's going to be true. Now that's not, that's not always a hundred percent. Hey, if you, if you put the, hang the 10 commandments in your house and try to abide by them, that your kids are going to turn out perfect people. No, there's, there's countless stories in the, in, in the new Testament, you know, um, some parents try to raise their children the right way and they are prodigal for a while. Um, and you know, sometimes they, they come back to the Lord sometimes, um, they continue to wander, and you know, like lost sheep, and we we pray for their return home. Proverbs talks about that we should uh, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they they won't depart from it. And that's not a promise of scripture; that's a proverb of scripture. Sure. And so, to to note the distinction and the difference between those two things, proverbs are generally wise sayings. They're not um, they're not hard and fast rules like a like a promise of God to Abraham is is different uh, in its scope and in its nature than a wise saying. Um, that we might find in the book of Proverbs, but that that doesn't discount that. It's a wise saying that we right. are, 
you know, the parents have the appropriate responsibility to be able to train their children in the way they should go so that when they're older, they don't depart from it. And here's where I think this is really helpful. Um, God has ordained that every person be born into a family. Um, you know, that's, that's a very clear sense. Now, whether that's, right. a, whether that's a family with, you know, God's design and intention is that there's a mother and a father, you know, in a covenant of marriage mm-hmm. committed to one another that that child is able to, to flourish and to grow. And, and, I mean, again, we talked about how research shows, you know, the Sabbath is a good idea. Also, research shows, like, children being raised in a home with a mother and a father is a pretty good idea. Uh, and so the the prevalence, and again, I know that's not the circumstance for a number of people, and yeah. I you know, don't want don't to you know, say that you can't be faithful to no. the Lord if that's your circumstance, um, but that is what the Scripture seems to, seems to set forward as, as the ideal. We should honor that and respect that, and we should strive towards that, that it's, and we should affirm that when we see moms and dads mm-hmm. uh, you know, working on their marriage and seeking to parent their children um, in, in, in the Lord. You know, we, have, we have a number of young kids here at church that love to make their presence known uh, whenever they're here at the church, especially like when if we're praying or like we're in the sermon. And, you know, what's our response to that? Are we upset that there's a child making noise in the service when we're supposed to be quiet? Or are we thankful that, the, hey, there's parents here that are trying to train their children in the way that they should go? How can, maybe I should spend less time considering the fact that there's noise in the, in what I think is my quote unquote quiet time, or uh, instead encourage that family, see how I can pray for that family or serve that family, you know, those kinds of things. Um, because that's, that's part of what we're, we're trying, trying to do in, in raising children is to raise them to follow the Lord. Okay. So God has placed every, um, every family or every, every child in a family hopefully with a mom and a dad. Yeah. That mom and that dad is the primary environment in which that child will learn what it looks like to follow the Lord Jesus. So children in the church, and this is this is a very uh, Baptistic way of viewing things. Um, other denominations would maybe disagree with me on this point, but children in the church don't relate to God directly um, as... As members of the church, okay. That being that being said, that that the the primary way that um, authority is carried out in a child's life is not through the church. Okay, so let let's say for example um, that your kids misbehave mm-hmm. and they do something that's you know, and they're they're involved here here at the church. My job is not primarily to discipline them via church discipline. Mm-mm. My job is to say, hey, James, your kids did. I saw them doing this or doing that. Whereas whenever a child becomes an adult, right. they relate to the church. They're, they're moving outside of the sphere of authority of the home and into the sphere of the authority of the church. Right. right? So now they relate to the church directly, whereas prior to that they were kind of under their under their parents' authority. Now, that's not to say that just because a child's parent is a Christian that that child will be a Christian, right? right. That's, uh, that's, that's a very clear directive of Scripture that everyone's faith must be their own, uh, that it, it's, it's not inherited from, uh, from a parent. But the way in which they relate to God at some point will be determined by, by themselves, and they're going to have to determine for themselves, am I going to get up for church on a Sunday yeah. when I'm off at college and, and go to church even though no one else does? Um, the home is the training ground for those kinds of things. And children should honor their parents. They should be taught to honor their parents 
whenever those parents make decisions that cause them to look to look to the Lord, to to uh, worship the Lord, to um, you know, to even be brought to the church. Like, what a privilege it is for a child to grow up in a God fearing home. Yeah, um, that's not a that's not an unusual curse or a strange burden. Like, that's a blessing from God. And the main thing, or one of the main things that that parents will do. Yes, they will love their children. Yes, they will provide for their children. But one of the main things that that parents will do is correct their children. You know, yeah. uh, that's part of love is that correcting, is. Uh, correcting a child, not to correct them in anger and not to correct them in, in strife, um, but to correct them in love and mm-hmm. in the in the nurturing and caring kind of discipline that we see that the Lord has with us. And so, um, you know, parents get to get to be the kind of first example of authority that children understand and experience and children should honor their parents for that now never perfectly never in a sense where it's uh you know hey mom and dad can do no wrong no mom and dad are first and foremost uh sinners in need of the gospel and you know moms and dads should be clear and upfront to that uh to their children about that but at the same time they are the ones that are in charge of that home and they right. should and they should uh, order and direct themselves in in that kind of way. You got any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I was talking to a lady the other night, and she said something that I'd never, I guess I'd never really truly thought about, the fact that God created Adam from just the dust, right? Then he created Eve using part of Adam. Mm-hmm. That was the last time God created humans. Mm-hmm. From then on, it took humans to create more humans. And so what this lady told me was like, God's not creating worshipers. God is allowing us to create worshipers. Mm. And so what an amazing opportunity and gift that we have to be able to procreate and actually bring forth more worshipers. worshipers. Yeah, that's good. That's amazing. And what and that adds a little bit of a pressure as a dad. It's like, sure. oh, I'm not just raising a child. I'm not just raising this boy that thinks he can run fast. Like, I'm right. raising a worshiper of God. Yeah, that's right. That's really neat. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, yeah, just to, to note how how core and how central the family is for in the plan of God. I mean, that mm-hmm. that, is, that is what God intends, is that, you know, Adam and Eve uh, fill the earth and subdue it that god god commands adam and eve to be about the work of filling the earth with people made in the image of god and so that's and that's what the family is uniquely gifted and designed um to be able to do and so um the the command here to honor your father and mother um is is an important and a significant one and so we we need to be mindful of that now here's the here's the reality is that there comes a point where you as an individual are no longer under your mother or mm-hmm. your father's authority, but there's never a time where your mother or father should be without honor from you, right? Absolutely. So the honor that a grown individual gives to their father or their mother, part of that is by m- moving out of their house. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, that's what we raise kids to do. Hopefully, right. is to move out of their house uh, to honor them in that, but also in caring for them in their in their older age. Um, and so yeah. part of part of Honoring your father and mother means living independently of them at a certain point in your life. And that's another area where, um, you know, um, the, the family in and of itself is is kind of under attack in our culture. But also, like, just g- regular, genuine independence is mm-hmm. also under attack. Um, you know, you got um, people that live with their parents for significant periods of time and don't really have the urge or desire to 
um, do go out and and make their own self to leave their father and mother and hold fast right. to their wife. Um, and that's also um, that, that's also an, an issue that we need to be mindful of. Part of honoring your father and mother means going and working and getting getting a job. Maybe you do take over the family business, but going and working so that when right. they are in old age, you might be able to provide for them mm-hmm. in a way that they were able to provide for you. Not the same kind of way, um, but being able to care for them in their old age. Um, Jesus says, if you have um, if you have the world's goods and you don't share it with your family, um, you know that's a that's a that's not a that's not a that's not a place that you want to be no. in that's not a that's not a characteristic that you want to that you want to have and so um just being being mindful of those things uh taking that to heart into account this is a command that we as long as our parents are living we never stop obeying you know right. we never stop uh and now that doesn't mean that we must always you know that if my dad calls me on the phone and says hey son you need to do this i was like well that's a fine suggestion, Dad. Correct. Right? I I honor you because you're my dad. I, I take your I take your commands and your suggestions to heart, but my obedience is no longer required in the same kind of way um, to to my father or my mother. It is uh, it is honor that I am to show them. Um, but once you're once you're no longer underneath their authority, some things do change there. You right. Know, to be you can you can really mess mess things up if you if you don't see those lines kind of kind of clearly um but as when you're living under your parents authority um obedience is what is owed to them and so um that that's just a, a good reminder for us to to have yeah. to have to have that there um, and again there's all kinds of things related to this like what if there's christians and non-christians living in the same home what kinds of honor is is um, is, is shown there all i want to say in closing is that one of the ways we honor God is by honoring our parents. Yeah. And so one of the ways we, these are 10 commandments, they're not 10 suggestions. And so we should honor our fathers and our mothers because God has made them to be our fathers and our mothers. Mm-hmm. I agree. Wonderful. Well, any final thoughts before we end this one where we have learned to obey our mothers and fathers? Um. Yeah, this one this one is kind of um, it's kind of tricky, yeah. you know. Especially in um, in it's easy it's easier for you to tell a young kid mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, you need to obey your parents," and I, I think we should. Um, but even as I'm just thinking about this as a guy who's not a kid mm-hmm. um, anymore, and how I how I honor my mom and my dad um, for you know my, I, I had great parents and they they weren't perfect by any means, but they tried to do what was right um, and just what honoring them looks like, you know, in this mm-hmm. in this stage of life. Um, just an interesting, interesting conversation to have. So yeah. something, something that I think maybe we need to spend more time, just you know, personally or culturally, just yeah. considering what does that, what does that honor look like for, um, you know, parents who are becoming, you know, grandparents in right. the church. You know, like the people in that in that kind of age that are no longer in the work of parenting directly, but have done that work and are now hopefully reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like we said, I mean, it's it's relevant. Any age. That's right. It's, this is not Ten Commandments for nine and under. Yeah. You know, it's like and these, right. these are for everyone. That's right. Yeah, because if we don't, there again, there. I, I think I said this at the beginning of this one that there are ten and that there are commandments, right? right? Um, and so it's not as if it's not the nine commandments, no. and this one, this one drops off. Like right. this one, this one's the one that sticks with it just as much as the prohibition against murder. Um, we yeah. need to be we need to be mindful of that. So yeah, absolutely. That's a good word. Well, thank you so much for bringing all that to light and helping us understand a little bit more about the Ten Commandments. I'm 
super uh, thrilled to be a part of this and to be able to learn myself, and hopefully our listeners are learning as well. Uh, I do encourage you to go back and listen to our past podcasts uh, that we've already been talking about the other and, commandments. And there's a, a couple of a couple of resources I've been kind of consulting. One is uh, the Heidelberg Catechism, um, which is kind of what I've been what I've been reading from to kind of get a little bit of commentary, question and answer. Uh, Banner and Tr- Banner of Truth is a publisher that makes this sweet little pocket size, a uh, little leather one. I keep this on my desk. Um, and I just kind of thumb through it from time to time. Um, it's a it's made in such a way you can you take each each Lord's Day you take one question and you go through the whole catechism, uh, or take one one part and you go through the whole catechism that way day in the course of a year. And so it's a pretty cool little resource. Um, you can find this online. You can Google Heidelberg Catechism. It'll pop right up, and so you can see it there. But if you want a cool little pocket one like I've got <laughs> here, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that there. Uh, and then the the Ten Commandments book by uh, Kevin DeYoung. It's a green book. Um, really simple, straightforward, kind of practical application of some of what we've been talking about. Uh, Crossway produces that, so great resource I would recommend to you. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of where I want to leave us today. That's perfect. And then the Bible. Obviously the Bible, yes. Always. These are two things to help us understand the Bible, I'm because the Bible silly. is complex, but certainly Absolutely. Uh, they are commandments, and they don't come from me. So, they do not. No. Uh, that's an important thing to yeah, they're not just uh They're not just suggestions. My commandments would be very, very different from these, I'm sure. Right, so. yeah. Everyone gets ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that might be one of my commandments. I'm not sure, so... All right. Written down anywhere. (laughs) I think we should end this before it gets any worse. (laughs) No. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on the Creekside Podcast.